everyone and welcome to Fancy Football Wives. I'm Anya, a Spurs fan and married to an Arsenal fan. And I'm Sarah, a City fan, married to a United fan. So this weekend, it was much closer between Sarah and I. Uh, she did beat me again, though, but only by six points. So we're down in the single digits. I feel I should have listened to my own advice and kept Trippier in as of game week one. Find out later what manoeuvres I'll be making to bring him back in. Another terrible game and press conference for Mourinho, who surely will be the first manager to go. Fantasy football darling Richarlison was sent off and has dropped in price already. We'll find out who Sarah is getting to replace him. And we'll be speaking to David Newbury later on from our sponsor, Furion Sports Management. He's a Brighton fan and the first year ever doing fantasy football. But before all of that, it's Good Week, Bad Week. Welcome back to Fancy Football Wives. First up in this week's Good Week, Bad Week, it's been a good week for Cardiff's goalkeeper, Etheridge. So we haven't spoken much about Cardiff yet um, in the podcast, but they managed to get another clean sheet this weekend. And Etheridge is currently the third player with the most points, partly thanks to Newcastle's penalty miss last week. But that said, Cardiff are about to head into a really difficult run of fixtures and they're playing Arsenal, Chelsea, City... But, you know, good effort for the first few weeks. If he keeps saving, he could be like Burnley's goalkeeper last season. He brought in a load of points. Um, So, yeah, good week for the Bluebirds. Yeah, definitely. And he's only 4.5 million, I think. So he's super reasonable. And it's funny because sometimes these goalkeepers who are lower down in the league, uh, even though they may not be getting clean sheets, they obviously make more saves. And that's what helps them get the points. But in his case, he's had two clean sheets, saved a penalty, and he's now currently third player with most points in the fancy football so far. He's definitely a, a good second goalkeeper choice. The yeah. second good week, uh, which will please you, Anya, is it's good week for Spurs. Uh, Spurs obviously defeated United at Old Trafford 3-0. Um, defeated. Defeated. Thrashed. Thrashed. <laughs> Annihilated. Um and it's it's notable because Spurs didn't make one transfer over the summer and were criticised for it. Um, but you can see that the team play really, really well together. And three out of three wins um, is is great. There's only, is it only two other teams have had? Three. So yeah, Who two, are they? two other teams. So the other ones are Watford and... No, there's three other teams oh, three apart other from Spurs. Clue, City is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's a disappointment. Um, I don't know who the others are, I can't think. Liverpool, Spurs, Chelsea, Watford. Oh yeah, well, yawn. Uh, it's not important anyway. <laughs> it's only the first three games of the season. But yeah, good week for Spurs, um, and especially given that they made no transfers this uh, season. So congratulations, Spurs. Yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match for Spurs, but it was a terrible match for Manu and in particular Mourinho, which brings us on to bad week. So he's in bad week again. He was absolutely furious at the end of the match as he walked onto the pitch at Old Trafford and hugged Luke Shaw, which I don't think I've ever seen him hug a player after a game, uh, and then went on to applaud the fans. Which he never does, ever. It's so weird. 
it was almost as if it was the last time he was heading out onto uh, the pitch. Yeah, and he was picking up scarves, like there were trophies, you know, for the for the memories. It did really look like it was, you know, he was thinking this might be the last time. I think he was super aware that all media was on him. And so he was probably trying to remain as professional as he could. But then he obviously threw all that out the window when he walked out of the press conference later on. What did he say as well? Respect, 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 respect. I mean, fair dues. The guy has won not just, you know, a bunch of Premier League titles, but also at the La Liga. And, you know, he is one of the best managers. But, but... this in the past. This in the past. He was one of the I best know. managers. Is he still? Hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not clear whether the players really want to play for him. And you know what? I, People criticised and said, "Oh, it was Manu. They weren't. They weren't good. They were, you know, they were poor. They were outclassed." But I also felt like, yeah, but it's because Spurs were so good. Oh God, not easy <laughs> to say. I mean, Spurs definitely in the second half were better, but I think Man United had a good chance in the first half. They they missed quite a few opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Lukaku. I don't know what he was thinking when he missed that open goal. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham definitely outplayed them in the in the second half. But it's interesting that, you know, Man United haven't been able to settle with a manager since Fergie left. Mm. And what happens now, I saw a hilarious tweet, which was, um, what, would, what would Man United want if they were to say, Mourinho sacked tomorrow, but we're bringing Wenger in? Would that please them? <laughs> Yeah, so as soon as Man U lost, and I was watching the uh, match with my husband, he did said, he did say, do you think that means Wenger's coming back to the Premier League? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. James is holding um, on the rumour, then it might be Zinedine Zidane. Yes, I also heard that. We'll see. Can't Man U just go for a normal, unknown <laughs> manager? But what happens to Mourinho if he goes? Where, is, where would he go after this? It must be the end of his career. Yeah, maybe he'll retire. Or he'll go and open a pub like <laughs> Fergie did. What was it called? Um, Fergie's. Fergie's. So this one could be Jose's. Or the special one. <laughs> special drinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who else is it a bad week for Anya? Ah, West Ham. So they're the only team to not even score one point so far. And so they're sitting in 20th position by themselves. Um, despite an early lead at Arsenal last weekend, they ended with a third loss. Uh, that said, they did win against Wimbledon last night in the Carabao Cup. So that has potentially given them a little hope. Against Wimbledon. Uh, and they came from a goal I know. against Wimbledon. <laughs> I know, but maybe they'll finally join the scoreboard this weekend. They're playing Wolves at home. So let's see. Well, we, we didn't do that well against Wolves at home. They're a hard team to beat at home. So... Good luck to them, is what I say. No, they're playing at home, as in they're playing at the Berlin Stadium. Still, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's it for this week's Good Week, Bad Week. Welcome back to part two of Fantasy Football Wives. Sarah wins this game week again by a margin of six points. So it makes it 3-1. 
Uh, and this has never happened. I've I've never actually even beaten Anya once. You have. Well, maybe once, but uh, definitely not twice in a row, and definitely not with the points margin that we currently have. <laughs> no. So you are doing really well. I was happy that Richarlison got a red card, and we'll talk about him in a in a second. But no, you're doing really well. Uh, I I managed to get just above average. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty disappointed with, with what's been going on with my team. I think I'm one or two game weeks off using my wild card. I think I'm going to wait for the international break, which is the weekend after next, and, uh, and potentially swap a number of players out. That said, I am happy and I still back, stand by Kane, um, who scored again and got an assist against Man U. I do feel like I've backed the right forward. And it will pay off in the long run. So he was kind of my best choice on my team this week. Um, who was your best choice? Um, well, I wish I triple captain Mitrovic, who saved my team, um, <laughs> as it wasn't it wasn't going too well um, after the first game day. So he definitely stepped in and saved the team. So I wish I triple captain him. Um, in terms of worst choice, well. You can say, you know, Richarlison got sent off, but I had a couple of underperforming players, notably Pogba, who did perform, and none of my bench. So I thought Lascelles would come on um, and give me some points as Stones, who I did play, didn't get any playing time. But Lascelles wasn't played because he had had an argument um, before the game, so he got dropped off the bench. So that's no good. So he's got a hot temper, and that's what kept him out of the game. Yeah, so that is no good at all. So um, in terms of what I'm going to do, um, really what I want to do is transfer out Pogba. <laughs> I'm over having any good feeling towards Man United players. And also, given I thought Pogba might overperform just to show Mourinho up, but doesn't look like that's happening. Um, but I've got this Richarlison issue, so I'm torn between whether I should just switch Pogba for another first-class midfield and just hold on and wait for Richarlison to, to be back or to switch Richarlison um, now and keep Pogba. Pogba, um, United are away to Burnley this weekend um, and given the press, you'd hope there might be a point to prove. Um, but Burnley, we find Burnley hard at home, Um for City so I don't know what do you think so Richarlison has already dropped in price to 6.7 million um to be honest this is a problem that nearly a million fancy football managers have in fact 763,000 football fancy football managers transferred him in especially ahead of game week three so they probably would have been quite annoyed with the minus two he gave them. Um, he, so he's 6.7 now. Um, you've got some good players that you could swap him with. You could do a straight for straight Everton swap and and, uh, and get Walcott, who looks good at the weekend and he's got good fixtures ahead. Uh, you've already got Mikatorian, don't you? But he he's also a possible replacement for Richarlison and there's Pedro at Chelsea he's got some nice fixtures ahead the only question mark is that he could be rotated there's Watford's Perea he's scored three goals in three weekends now but they've got some tricky fixtures ahead 
Um, and then there's Lucas Moura, who, who was fantastic on Monday night against Man U. Um, but that said, also Spurs are now playing away, I think, four out of six games, and that includes Liverpool. So I don't know. I think most people are just going for a straight Everton swap because Everton have some nice fixtures and, and Walcott looks good. Mm. I, I might have a look at that. I might hold on to Pogba for another week. Um, switch out Richarlison and then deal with Pogba after that. <laughs> well, at least you've made 0.2 million off uh, Richarlison. <laughs> there is always that. You've got two free transfers. What are you going to do with those? Uh, I think I'm going to bring Trippier in, uh, given <laughs> that that is the name of my team. And she's now Trippier had to... or Trippier? <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. He's now had, I think, 22 points in two games. Um and I'm actually going to talk about defenders in a second because they are the standout players so far in fantasy football. But yeah, he, he obviously didn't play the first game week. And then in the last two, he's assisted and scored and, and just been great. So uh, I want to bring him in before his price goes up. So I think I'm going to sell De Gea. Uh, they've had no clean sheets. And either by Allison or Edison. So speaking of defenders, uh, the top players with the most points so first fourth and fifth position are Alonso Robertson and Mendy um Alonso he is topping the league at the moment he's got 35 points it was his third game week with a double digit score Robertson also had another clean sheet and he's created more chances than the other defender and then you've got Mendy so despite a draw to Wolves he's still got two bonus points and he's now up 0.3 million since the start of the season. Uh, and as I mentioned, Trippier, who's one game week behind, but already has a goal and two assists. Those are your four premium defenders. Um, and I definitely feel you are at a loss uh, or you're missing out if you don't have at least one of them. Um, so have you got any thoughts about bringing in any of those? I know you've got Mendy, but if you thought about bringing in Alonso or Robertson? Yeah, I think um, long-term transfer strategy, given Pep's rotation, I don't think having Stones is the best idea on the team. So I think I will switch Stones out for, I'd say, um, probably Alonso, um, potentially Trippier. Uh, I can't put in any more Liverpool players, um, although I think Robertson would be a better choice than Alexander-Arnold, who I currently have. But this would take a number of weeks of transferring in and out. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think out of all of them, Alonso's probably the best. I mean, he's assisted in each match. And I think he had two assists actually last game week. So yeah, he was he was great last season and he's and he's obviously just following on from where he left off. So thanks, Anya. We've had some questions from Twitter. I'd love to hear your point of view on. Firstly, from at Nick FPL. Best Spurs midfielder. Here's a topic you'd like to discuss. <laughs> so actually someone on Twitter already uh, replied on behalf of, of us, I think. Uh, and I agree with him. It's Lucas Moura. He's definitely the best Spurs midfielder based on performance so far. He only cost 7.1 million. Um, he had an excellent preseason. Uh, and I was reading an interview with Vertonghen um, earlier today uh, who was just saying he's an absolute nightmare to defend. Um, the teams are just really happy that he's been able to start and has performed so well, uh, probably given that Son is away at the eight Asian Games uh, has meant that there's this opening uh, and Son will probably be fighting for his place back 
uh, at Spurs, if he comes back, because you remember, he may have to go on and do military service if they don't win the Asian Games. Um, but that said, you've also got Ali and Eriksson, who look good, though they're not currently bringing in the points worthy of their price tags, which are 9.1 and 9.4 million. But having watched them on Monday, I still think it's too early for me to get rid of Ericsson. But yeah, if you're looking for a for a midfielder to bring in, go for Lucas Moura. I wasn't that impressed with Ali. I had him last season and that he never brings in the points. You say never, but he was 11th highest scoring player last year. <laughs> and, and he scored in the first week of this season. I trust Nelly, which actually we haven't attempted the double Ali eye celebration. <laughs> we should do that. So my my husband sent me a, a message yesterday on WhatsApp because he is a avid cyclist and he follows uh, Team Sky. And uh, who is it? Somebody, Luke Rowe, Luke Rowe, who who races for Team Sky, uh, did the Delhi Ali Challenge mid cycle. Nailed it. That puts us to shame that we can't even do it when we're completely static. Still can't do it. Um, Okay, and the first international break is coming up. Um, When is it? But also, should you wildcard before or after? I would wildcard after the international break or towards the end of the international break. So the first one is the week after next. So September 3rd to the 11th. And then you've got October 9th to 16th. And then you've got November 12th to 20th. I usually try and wait out till the October one, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up using mine uh, for this first international break. It is quite interesting. Vardy and Cahill yesterday said they are retiring from English Football won't be involved in the um, first international break. So, you know, Vardy's going to get a rest. Um, Who do you think uh, is going to replace him? On the England team? Yeah, as, as, you know, the backup to Harry Kane. Phil Foden? (laughs) No? No, not sure. I think I would probably say someone like... uh, Who was the player of the uh, World Cup under-20s? No. No, I'm not. I'm... Who else have we got? Callum Wilson, Rashford, Yawn, Welbeck. He scored at the weekend. Mm, I do think this was the problem during the World Cup. As soon as players got substituted, then the team got weaker and weaker. Um, I'm just. I did think when I read that about them. Well, specifically Vardy taking an early exit. I'd say it's early. He says it's because he's 31. Um, from international football I was like yeah cool but who is coming in and it sounds like Gareth Southgate didn't fully accept his um, resignation for want of a better word and the door's been left open because there's just no obvious choice of who he was blocking Hmm. for a place so do you know that he actually refused to take a penalty uh, uh, when England played Colombia Really? No, I didn't. Why did he do that? Because he 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 didn't feel he was going to score. He was he, he right. was, he's one of the penalty takers, obviously. That it's your job. It's your job. <laughs> this is what yeah. you're paid to do. <laughs> I, I agree, but also kudos to him to say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable. I it's better if somebody else feeling more confident is going to do it. You know, he could have gone and taken that penalty and and missed it. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean. Yeah, I can't agree with you on that. I think he spends his life practicing penalties. Uh, he should man up and have taken it. 
but hey. We'll never know. So, um, quick update on our league. Most important um, to note is I'm sitting in seventh position. Um, our league has been led by Chekhov's gun, um, Adam Pritchard's team, with a total of 241 points. Um, he captained Salah at the weekend. And then the three people in joint second position, all on 230. Um, Anya, again, scroll, 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 is down um, somewhere in 50th place. Um, hasn't broken the 200th yet. And uh, are you even doing better than your brother Sam, who's never played before? No, he's actually beating me. No, no. no. And I told him, like, I helped him with his team. Ugh. I think you should start taking some of your own advice, Annie. You seem to be ignoring yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm, I'm starting that this weekend. Hey, so I saw something on Reddit, by the way, which is that there's a player that has 20,000 teams. He's got to have set that up by a, by a computer, by a bot. Well, however he's done it, there's been this big campaign for FPL to sort it out because obviously what it does is massively impact the prices of players. Yeah, of course. So I don't know what the, I'm, I've got to I've got to find the thread uh, again on Reddit. I don't know what the latest is, but I was like, how can you how can you be handling you know managing twenty thousand teams? I'm obviously struggling with just my one. It just ruins the spirit even having more than one team. I didn't even know you could do that until this season because then you can, you know, when you've got those difficult decisions to make, you just go, well, I'll just make the other decision in the other team. Mm. And it's not really risking everything. So um, we actually haven't had anyone say that they want to keep one of their teams where we've got doubles. So we'll be cleaning up our league next week and making sure that only one person, one team. But before we start cleaning up the league, we're going to speak to our guest, David Newbury, who is from our sponsor, Furian Sport Management. Um, and we'll be asking him how come he's a Brighton fan and how he's doing so far in his first ever year in fantasy football. Hi, welcome back to Fancy Football Wives. Uh, it's part three and we're speaking to David Newbury. He's from our sponsor, Furion Sport Management. Hi, David. Hi there. Hi, David. So, David, this is your first time, your first season playing fantasy football. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm a complete uh, newbie for the, to this. I've, I've been playing some kind of rugby fantasy games uh, with the Six Nations one, but completely new to the to FPL. So I'm loving it. It's great. It's great fun. And uh, it's, I'm using it as an, a way to discover the players. So um, I'm not doing very well. My, I've been really bad with my defensive selections, my defenders. But uh, anyway, I think I'm, I'm getting the hang of it. Have you been listening to Anya's recommendations? Um, I have, but I've been listening to them and then playing my own tactics. I like to, I'm, I'm not super familiar with, with the players and with the uh, all the games and I don't watch all the games. So I'm listening to, to you guys. I'm listening to other podcasts and uh, videos that I'm finding and taking it all on board. What I do look at a lot is the fixtures and try and kind of plan my teams according to who's got the greatest kind of fixtures and um, and what's coming up. Although that hasn't really played to my advantage because I had um, uh, Yajelka from um, in my in my defence um, and I've actually kept him in because. Um, 
I'm hoping that this weekend he'll pull out the stops. <laughs> and I think Roger's in agreement. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I've got Roger here on my lap. So you had actually mentioned to me, David, that one of your tactics had been uh, play anybody that's playing against Huddersfield. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I was just seeing, you know, after their six was it six one um, performance, I was like, okay, I need high scoring anyone that's going to be playing against them at home. Um, so that's Everton is next. Um, so as a result, Whoa. I'm keeping which um, Yajalka in there, but I also switched out. Oh no, what was the name of the chat? Um, Nessa, Nessa, Nessa. Who yeah, scored same. absolutely? No, I think he's going to got one point. So I've put in Tossum, um, but I have no <laughs> idea if he's going to be selected or if he's going to score anything. My aim, and you'll be happy to hear this, is to build enough revenue so that I can get Kane in. He's just a bit expensive, and their fixtures aren't super great at the beginning of the season. And as I've heard from you guys, and this is a tip I have listened to, is that it takes a little bit of time to, to warm up into the season. So my plan is to um, bring him in, I think, game week uh, six, I think it is. I think um, what I might do now is combine Anya's recommendation with your Huddersfield recommendation, and then I should swap Richarlison for Walcott this weekend. So combining the two, Everton mm. for Everton. I think that's a good idea. And Tosson is good as well, David. So that's, I think, a good shout. He got an assist against Bournemouth last weekend. So I think he'll get you some points. So you are um, more of a rugby fan, but you you do watch football and you, and you are a Brighton fan. Isn't that correct? Yes, that's right. I actually started off playing football. So um, my family is um, a combination of being Italian, but also being English. The English side of the family is in London, but um, we actually grew up in Brighton. Um, and we lived near Preston Park, and my father used to take me to Brighton Havalian Games. Um, and now this is before even with Dean. This is at, um, at the um, Goldstone ground that would turn into mm-hmm. a shopping centre. And actually, we used to... Um, I went to, I only went to primary school in in Brighton. So that's how long ago it was. It was in the 80s. Um, And um, we used to play our sports days with Dean Stadium. So, um, (laughs) um, but I'm I'm keeping it. I've got a couple of mates that are really keen Brighton Hove Albion fans. And I kind of follow what's been, all the progress that has been happening. And I was delighted to see um, them beat Man U 3-2. the other week so um weren't we all (laughs) (laughs) i'm really glad it sounds like our podcast has relighted your interest in football and obviously you are a big sports fan anyway um how does it how does it feel um getting back into football um when you've been focusing on other sports honestly i i really enjoy it i mean i think I think what another I think there's two factors. I think one one is just how positive um the England camp were during the World Cup. I found that very inspiring to actually see because often when I I've, I've been watching especially southern hemisphere teams play and I see the amount of cheating that goes on, I, I you know, <laughs> it just frustrates me. Um so I've actually enjoyed watching the World Cup and having the then be having the um the uh the uh 
the video ref um, and and then seeing just how positive the England camp was um, really was um, you know inspired me to kind of pay a bit more attention to football and um, and then you know you guys um, getting in touch regarding the podcast and and actually listening to the podcast weekly it, it, I, I'm very much you know I'm really excited to be to be back in the mix um, and um, actually the, with Fury and Sport are um, the director of Fury and Sport Jesse Coulson he's um, he's um, a football manager as well as rugby manager so we're not my although my background's mainly you know rugby because that's where I've kind of played to the highest level um, we actually um, are a licensed agents for for football as well and um, and uh, you know it's uh, we have other people in our team that are more into football than me but um, me personally I'm, I'm absolutely loving it and if I'm you know I'm using this as a, a great way to kind of learn, the, well, maybe not learn the names because the two of you are quite reputed for <laughs> messing them up. But um, at least... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Wenger who? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we got both Everton names incorrect just then. So, um, so David, uh, both Sarah's got a lot of Man City players. I've got a lot of Spurs players. Does that mean you've got a lot of Brighton players on your team? You put me on the spot there. I have. I have you've got none. Um, the only team I have three of is Liverpool. Um, I have. Uh, I have. I'll actually post. I'll post my um, my uh, my latest team onto Twitter. Um, um, so you guys can have a look at it, and um, people are welcome to give me feedback on it. Um, it's Happy Dude Geneva, so you can check that out. Um, but then the um, I've got one Brighton player. He's my spare. I've um, is my spare replacement goalie, but and I put Button, who's not going to get a game anyway. So he was just four. He was four million. So that was that was how I chose him. Um, and um, I've seen that there are some of the Brighton players that are getting points, but um, I've, I'm, I haven't, I don't, I don't know them well enough. Let's say that um, before I select them. So you don't have that problem of not having to play with your heart. I don't play with my heart at all. Um, I would, um, I play completely by the numbers. <laughs> As a fan of our podcast, you'll know that we like to play a little word association game. This is your turn. You're up. Oh dear. <laughs> are you ready? This I, might take a different turn this week, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's start with an easy one. Brighton. Seagulls. Mourinho. Chelsea. Football. Squash. <laughs> <laughs> I just say what came up in my mind. Are you honest? Yeah. Rugby. Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't a sports word association game. Wembley. Oh, um, finals. Mm. Uh, free kick. Skills. Gareth Bale. Blank. <laughs> I, I was just thinking of Christian. I was just thinking of Christian Bale. Uh, well, <laughs> that's how non. Um, that's how non-football mind. Mixed up all the time. Um, <laughs> England. Spirit. And finally, Trippier. 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 <laughs> 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 a good one. Anya, fun fact. 
Yes, so I'm very sorry. I've got Roger and he is making a lot of noise, but I'll try to be quick. So it's actually to do with Brighton Stadiums because they've had a few since uh, they started playing. Um, Quite rightly, after Goldstone Ground, uh, they went to play at Prestle Stadium in Gillingham, Kent for a couple of years. And then they came back to play at the Withdian Stadium because before they went on to the uh, American Express Community Stadium. But the Withdian Stadium was not actually an arena constructed for football. It was used for athletics, and prior to that, it was used as what? Oh, oh I know this. Oh, well, then this, go on then. <laughs> Can I say it, or do yeah, you want to I say it? I have no idea. Sure. It's actually, it's a registered zoo. Yes, what? it was, yeah, it was a zoo. <laughs> what did they do with the animals? Well, I think the animals had gone by that point. <laughs> and it was used for athletics. Oh, wow. But now they obviously have a, a fantastic stadium, which at one point, David, you will visit hopefully this season. Yes, I hope so too. Cool. Well, thanks, David, for coming on um, to this week's podcast. We've been looking forward to having you. Pleasure. Um, I'm really enjoying them. Thank you so much. And I love, um, I love that the um, you're also bringing a little bit of a, a, a feminist touch, which I like as well each week. So um, I live with a feminist, so um, I'm <laughs> quite happy to hear that, um, that that slant and angle. So, but I love your podcast. Thank you for having Thank me you. on. Thank you, Anya. Um, and if you're enjoying this podcast, please go on to um, iTunes, leave us a review, tweet us, um, and yeah, let us know um, if you've got any questions for our next episode. Bye, Sarah. Bye, David. Bye. Bye.